Hey guys, we are so excited that you're here. Welcome to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast. I'm Kara Goss, online registered dietitian and health and fitness coach. And I'm Kylie Kaiser, online health and fitness coach, and we're your hosts. This podcast is all about improving yourself physically and mentally. And y'all, neither of those things can be improved with a quick fix. We are here to be real with you about your fitness and fat loss goals, your health, your mindset, and everything in between. If you're ready to open your mind to the process that self-improvement requires, instead of always looking for the next quick fix, then this is your podcast. Let's get started. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast. It's your girls, Kara and Kylie here with the first day of March. I guess when you guys will be listening to this, it'll be like a weekend. But first of all, I cannot believe it's March already. And it is episode 49. I fucked up last weekend. I thought or last (laughs) week, I thought it was episode 49 and it wasn't. We were so close, one away from 50, but Kara messed up. So we are here today with y'all with episode 49. And yeah, Kylie's got some fun stuff coming up. So we can recap about that a little bit. Honestly, nothing too crazy has happened this past week. I feel like I feel uh, like that's a lie. I think you should share your. Oh my God, wait, yeah, wait, <laughs> I lied. Um, Kevin and I got a house. We didn't buy a house. We're renting, but yeah, so I'm moving in together for the first time. We are moving in together for the first time. What I'm like, yeah, nothing crazy happened. <laughs> I'm like, this is kind of exciting. Like, this is why I need Kylie. <laughs> I was thinking like work-wise, but yeah, in yeah, life, yeah. I am really excited. Yeah, Kevin and I are moving in together. I am obsessed with this house. Like, it's so freaking cute. It's like, so cute. it's like, it's just like has Kara vibes written all over it. Like super modern, yeah. like white kitchen and the freaking countertops of the kitchen are like chopping blocks. Like, so you can like, do your little shit right on them. It's so cute. It's so cute. I love that. I know. It has a big backyard, a sunroom. Like I'm loving it. I'm super excited and it is going to be weird. So I'm going to be moving out of Pittsburgh. So I won't be in Pittsburgh PA anymore. I still will be in Pennsylvania. I'm going to be like 50 minutes away from Pittsburgh in a town called Indiana, which is actually where I went to college. So it was definitely weird for me at first to think about being there, but honestly, I'm really excited for the new adventure. And it's just always nice going back to somewhere that like you're familiar with and like, you don't kind of have to like learn everything all over. But also like, I have a lot of friends who live in Indiana who went to the same college that I went to. And they're like, honestly, when you're not in college and you're away from the campus, it doesn't even feel like you're in Indiana anymore. They're like, it, it feels completely different. So it's so funny to, and confusing to be a town called Indiana. I know because people are like, wait, you're from Indiana. Indi- like, Indi- yeah. Indiana, the state. Yeah. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, it's Indiana PA. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's exciting for sure. But then that's super exciting. Yeah, I'm super excited. And this week's pretty chill with work, which I'm very glad about the last two weeks have been nuts. So I'm just kind of like, you know, laying low, chilling this week, but yeah, you yeah. got some fun stuff coming up, Kai. I do. Yeah. I work-wise just trying to get ahead. My clients are wonderful and giving me some time off this week. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. Um, you know, with what we do, there's not very often that we take, like we have, we've gotten better about giving ourselves some weekends and definitely, like 
um, or at least from clients, but you know us, we're usually still like working, even if we're not like doing clients. Definitely. <laughs> um, yep. Yep. So there's not a lot of time other than like Christmas and stuff like that, that I take like full, I think I took a week off between Christmas and new year's. And that was really the only like full vacations that I've taken. So, mm-hmm. um, I am taking off kind of because I don't have a choice. I mean, I had a choice to go, but I really could not work from here. So um, I'm going to Okeechobee, Florida for Okeechobee Music Festival. Um, Heck yeah. Yeah. So my friends and I leave tomorrow. At the time that you guys are hearing this, I will be driving back from Florida. Um, oh my God. So I am going to be camping. It's a camping festival. So that's why I said work is kind of not really in the, in the plausibility. Uh, we do not have uh, really electrical hookup and I don't know what signal is going to be like or anything. Mm-hmm. So, um, especially with all those people there, it's probably going to be yeah. really tough. Yeah. And we are basically going to have to just take turns charging phones, like in the car and we can't like run the car battery down either. So, um, it's definitely going to be interesting. But, and for me, I think it's going to be really, really good. I, I'm excited to like unplug. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with my girlfriends. Just like, like we, 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 we have a fun little thing we always do that it's probably like not as funny without context, but whenever any like crazy decision that we make or something, when we're all out together, like my friend Katie always just like girls day. Like, it's just like, that's the rationalization. So like we're anything we talked about for this trip, she's been like girls trip. Like, I love like, that. I love fine. that. Like, so um, it's it rationalizes every- everything. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it is just like, oh, well, girl's trip. So it's like a big, uh, <laughs> big girl's trip moment. Um, and just kind of, kind of go, you know, and be a little hippie for a couple of days and Heck be yeah. out there. The big like vibes place. Like, it's actually really cool. I don't know if I even shared this with you. It's a music festival, but it's like a music and arts festival. So there's like, um, stuff going on all through the day. Like there's like morning yoga classes, like outside and like all of that kind of stuff. Oh, that's and, so cool. Um, like things like beach volleyball, there's like a lake you can swim in, there's like dance classes, there's a bunch of like art vendors and like people that'll like braid your hair and like just do all kinds of like really neat like community stuff. Oh my god, and, like, I love that. She usually gets up and does like the sunrise yoga and stuff every yeah. morning. And so I think it'll be really like really refreshing as well as draining. <laughs> definitely. So, definitely. And, and as we talked about on here before, I'm going straight from girls trip to boys trip. <laughs> Literally. Oh my God. You're going to have an insane two weeks. I would be, Oh, I would be knocked out in my bed. Yeah. Yeah. So tired. No fear fear, clients and followers. Cause I'll get back and I will be zombie like working for a few (laughs) days. Um, and then I'll be gone just over a weekend. So it doesn't really change like my work schedule, but uh, I I get back. And then three days later I go to Chicago for, uh, my friend Sean's bachelor party. So I think, yeah, we talked about that before that I'm, I'm in his wedding party. So yeah, this is, I literally am going to have this 180 though of like being in such like female energy and then yep. straight to such man energy. It's I'm kind of like, I didn't even think about that until just now. <laughs> it's going to yep. be kind of funny. That, that is so funny, dude. Kylie's doing the 180. <laughs> that pun there though. Yeah. We, like we need a bell. We need like sounds. We have said that we're going to get one for so <laughs> long and we have not. Honestly, might have to do that this weekend. They probably make we'll them do at it. like for 50 episodes. Cause you know, that's what we yes, that's what we got to do. <laughs> we got to do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Um, I'm really excited and yeah. uh, anxious and all the things. Just like I said, I know it's gonna be a lot. And as an entrepreneur, I think I just we get like this pre-vacation anxiety about oh, like, always just having things done. So today is just like a chicken with my head cut off kind of feeling. Yep, yep, I feel that. But you're gonna get it all done one thing at a time, and you're gonna have so oh, much yeah. fun. So of course I am. That's the attitude, which is kind of what we're talking about today. Heck yeah, yes it is. So. Y'all, today we just kind of wanted to touch on some of the biggest mental shifts that y'all can create to 
you know, really make a more successful environment for yourself. And I think it's really important to preface this by saying that it is okay if sometimes you're doing the opposite of some of these things. It's okay if sometimes you don't feel your very best or, you know, you're feeling the feels or you're dwelling on sad things or whatever it may be. But our biggest thing is like, we always want you to be able to rise out of that. And we always want you to be able to, you know, find your strength and really have these mental shifts for yourself so that you can like really view the world in a more, you know, positive light and in a more, in a light that's like really more in alignment for you, you know, and just something that makes you feel good. So that's kind of what we really want to touch on today and just making sure that you guys know that, you know, there's always like two sides to, to everything that we're doing. Right. And it's important to like feel all the feels and like, it's important to understand that like, sometimes we do want to feel like a victim and sometimes we do just want to have those sad, sad girl days where we're like, Hey, you know what? Like I'm not feeling the best day and that's okay. But we always want to make sure that you're able to shift yourself out of that. So that's really important to start with. Yeah. Yeah. As Hannah D always says, sometimes you just want to sit in the dumpster because it does feel good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, embracing that has been really helpful to me. And I think that that is a really great place for people to start is like, before you can make these shifts, you have to be sometimes you have to like, you can't like, I'm I'm really glad that you started that way. Since we really wanted to be clear that like, we don't want you to just like ignore when things are happening in your life or like act like, like think that you can't feel those feelings or that like feeling sad or frustrated is like not allowed or like your feelings are invalidated or that you're just supposed to like sweep everything under the rug. And Mm -hmm. I, I know when you're going through something, one of the worst things to hear is just like, be positive. It'll be fine. Like, Mm -hmm. and we don't want to just like give you that blanketed advice. We want to give you some in-depth ways that you can like pivot your perspective and help to slowly bring you out of those places that feel kind of hopeless whenever you are struggling and after you have taken the time and space to reflect and do a lot of those things. Um, so definitely yeah. wanted to make that clear. And also, you know, if you're someone who struggles like with clinical depression or any of those things, like obviously it's going to go beyond these tips that we're giving. Um, you obviously want to work with somebody like a therapist or, um, you know, some other kind of professional to work through that. And we don't want you to feel like these are just like these steps to correcting that kind of issue. These are more for like your everyday things that you come across and not letting just kind of like life is stressful. We talk about that all the time. Stress is one of the biggest killers of your progress. So these are, I feel like really good tips to just help you create a stressful environment despite the stress of life. Mm -hmm. A less stressful environment. Yes. A less stressful environment. (laughs) Sure. successful, successful environment. (laughs) (laughs) We love that. We love that. Yeah. And that's, those are all really great things to touch on and just remembering the importance of working with a professional through these things. So let's dive in here. So, you know, the first mental shift that we have is being able to be adaptable and pivoting in life. And we chatted a little bit about this on a previous episode. I feel like this was so long ago. It was like one of our first 10. Yeah. It was like first 10. Yeah. (laughs) Which is crazy. Um, probably it was honestly probably like sometime in March this time last year or like, we we did just hit our pod anniversary. We didn't even mention that. That was like last week. Oh my God. Yeah, we did. So happy podcast anniversary to us. I think it it was yesterday. I feel like it was like February 28th or something. Wait, I'm actually gonna, uh, I'm gonna look, (laughs) it's fine. We're we're pausing so we can look. I feel like we are basically on a like a reunion podcast right now. We are on a reunion podcast. This is crazy. (laughs) 
or well, I guess an anniversary podcast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first episode was February 26th. So it was Ah, really close. Yeah. That's crazy. Happy podcast anniversary. Kai, love you. I love you. And we love all of you guys who listen to us ramble. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, before we even get into that first mental shift, thank all of y'all for letting us like ramble and just interrupt the pod and be ourselves and just say, yeah, for a whole year. And thank you for letting us help you just to, you know, become a better version of yourself, whether that's physically, mentally, whatever it may be like, we appreciate you guys so much and just all of the love and support that you show us. So we love y'all. Yes. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Cute. So cute. <laughs> so back into our, back into the meat and potatoes. So, yeah. So we were talking about being adaptable and pivoting, um, which was, you know, sometime last year, we were discussing this on a podcast about uh, traits of su- client of successful clients. And we really talked about this more in the sense of like your fitness routine and everything like that, like being able to adapt your fitness routine um, and just knowing that it doesn't have to be an all or nothing situation. Um, And I think that this is a really big shift that so many people struggle to make whenever they are working towards something that maybe just isn't going in their favor or, you know, maybe it just really isn't working out for them. Like maybe they're working toward a goal or they started a new project or they started a new job or whatever it may be, or they have to learn a new skill. I think a lot of that, like the whole um, kind of notion of like learning a new skill is really something that I think a lot of people in today's society can relate to because things are constantly being updated. We're constantly having like these new forms of like social media come out and ways of communication and all of these different things. And so being able to adapt and pivot, you know, to kind of like shift your perspective and make something work for you is really, really important. And that's only going to make you more successful in life. And I'll kind of give you guys an example here. So as y'all know, like Kylie and I, like a really big social media platform for us is Instagram, right? Like that's a, that is a way that we find like a lot of our audience, a lot of our clients, and that's where we give a ton of value and education. And, you know, a few months ago when, and TikTok has been big for like two years now, but like it really just kind of started blowing up in the sense that like there were a lot of fitness and health coaches moving over to that and like using that as an educational platform and everything like that. And like, Kylie and I were like, no, we are not getting on TikTok. Like we fucking hate TikTok because honestly, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like I just viewed it as like this toxic, like pool of social media. Like I, I, because every time I was on it, I would just scroll and scroll and like compare myself to other people and all this stuff. And I'm like, I do not want to get on there, but we both finally did. We made our way over. And honestly, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like the we did have to pivot because the way that we show up on like TikTok is a little bit different than kind of the content that's put out on Instagram. And so we kind of had to pivot the way that we were talking to people and educating and, you know, everything like that. We had to get a little bit more creative. Right. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. I love TikTok now. Like I'm, I think I like it a little bit more than Instagram because I feel like I can just like post, not that I can't post whatever the heck I want on Instagram, but Instagram has this like certain aesthetic to it that TikTok doesn't have. It's like, you can just get on TikTok and just like say whatever the heck you want. You know what I mean? And so that's just an example of like us pivoting in our business to 
kind of reach a bigger audience and help even more people. So I think it's really important just to like make that shift for yourself and not allow yourself to hold back whenever you feel like something super new to you or you're not going to be good at something or something of that sort, you know? Yeah. And I just, I want to say too, like, just for context, I had this conversation with somebody the other day um, on the TikTok thing, because I feel like it's relevant, but if you're a listener and you are not someone who does what we do, or you use TikTok socially, um, Mm -hmm. that you may be like, how are you comparing TikTok, like getting on TikTok to something that like maybe scary and new and like, but from a creator's perspective, like using these apps for our businesses is very different. Like in order to be successful with these things, it's like, strategic posting it's like how what time you're posting how many times we're posting like Mm -hmm. hashtags that you're using what content you want like how much you're varying that content so like there's a it's not like we don't just like we can but like we're not just going on there and being like oh yeah I'm making these seven second videos and throwing them out there Mm -hmm. like they're you know to an extent yes that's what you're doing but there's a lot of like thought and effort behind that that has been like why we had so much resistance to that in the first place so because it was just another thing to to take care of and handle yes yes and so you can you know if we do circle it to fitness I know we said we're talking about beyond that but like Mm -hmm. that is it's that tedious work and you know I actually am really glad we're having this conversation because I haven't got as much on the TikTok train as Kara has and I'm working on it and she actually has been helping me with it um and Sarah Lipton shout out if you guys haven't been on her TikTok she's the best it'd be on fire. Um, but like, I, I, I think of it in terms of like the tedious work, it feels like at first with tracking your macros or like learning these things or like yep. make sure you do like check that box every day or like pre-logging your food. Like it feels like it's because it's so new and it's like unfamiliar to you. And it's this extra thing on top of your already busy day. Right. That's mm-hmm. how a lot of clients feel. And, you know, they talk to someone who's gotten the hang of it and it's like, yeah, it did feel like that at first, but now I can just like, cr- I can just like, you know, crank out a day of eating and like do those things. And that's the exact same mirror of the conversation that we've been, we have about TikTok, right? Yep. Like it's like, we don't want to post. I don't want to have to worry about how many videos I'm already so busy. Like I can't, I don't have time to add this thing yeah. on. And that's how you felt. And now you're the one like telling me like, Hey, now I like crank them out so easily. And it's like kind of fun. Like it's mm-hmm. literally that it's that way with almost everything. And that kind of goes back to that concept of like, everything is hard while it's new. Like it's not so hard. True. It's just new. Yeah. And so I just kind of wanted to like mm-hmm. give that a little more context too. That's um, super helpful. That, yeah, things, things that can be scary and you know, difficult to try. A lot of times they don't stay that way. If you just kind yeah. of give it a chance, but you have to be willing to adapt and give it a try in order to figure that out. And so something that may have been, you know, not ideally the way you wanted to have to go about something could turn out really cool. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So that's our first mental shift. The second mental shift is not dwelling. And, you know, this could be not dwelling on things that, you know, and putting your energy into things that you can't control, not dwelling on mistakes, not dwelling on the past, whatever it may be. And this, again, we want to preface this by saying kind of what we said in the beginning, it's okay to dwell like in the moment and, you know, around the time that something happened, like it's okay to feel the feels and like, you know, think about things, whatever it may be, like you are allowed to have all of those feelings around a situation that maybe you don't feel the best about, or maybe you feel sad about or whatever it may be. But the mental shift is to pull yourself out of that. Okay. Like don't let this one thing determine the rest of your life. 
don't let it negatively impact your mood for, you know, the rest of the year or the rest of the month or whatever it may be. Being able to pull yourself out of that. And I think one of the big things here and not dwelling is like, one of the big things I want to talk about is not dwelling on the things that you can't control because this is a huge part of my overall stress that I have really had to take control of myself was understanding that there are only a few things in this life that I have truly do have control over. And one of those is my attitude toward the things that happen to me, right? Because a lot of times we don't have control over the things that happen to us. And I think that those are some of the biggest things that we dwell on, you know, like going through like a fight with a boyfriend or going through like, you know, losing your best friend or, you know, having like, even like something as horrible as like a family member passing or something not working out, like not getting the job, whatever it may be. A lot of these things ultimately, like, yes, we have some control in like leading up to them, but ultimately we don't have control over how they happen and how things Especially end. if they involve another person, like you yep. can't control somebody else's. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so really just understanding that you control yourself, you control your thoughts, you control your actions and your attitude. And that's really what's going to determine, you know, how you walk away from a certain situation. And this can even be applied to like future references as well, which we'll kind of get to. Um, Maybe we can flip flip number four to right after this one, because I think I was just thinking they kind of pair together. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They kind of pair for sure. This, this one in general though, number two is like, probably the most important to me because it's the one mm-hmm. I struggle with the most personally. Same. Like I'm, I'm very transparent in saying that. Um, yeah, we're both fairly like anxious, overthinking people. Um, yeah, I am a classic overthinker. Um, and it is really hard to, when you, when you're going through things to find that difference, that, that, the, to walk that line between like, I'm giving this the space that it needs and I'm dwelling or I'm letting it Mm -hmm. define me. And it is really hard. And it's something that I've struggled with a lot. And I've seen a lot of clients struggle with it from something as small as like I ate off plan to Mm -hmm. things that are big going on in their lives, you know? So it's, it's hard to find that line. And I think part of that helps too, is to look at it's like significance and like the grand scheme. And if it's something small like that, it's like, okay, I'm going to allot it this much time. And if it's something that is, you know, bigger, like you mentioned, like someone's going through like grief or something like that, like you're going to probably need a lot more space for that. Um, But at some point you are going to have to back to number one, like adapt and figure out how you move forward with your life in a different way. And that has been these, the number one and two that we have gone through have been probably like the biggest life lessons I've had over the last year, for sure. Yeah. sometimes things don't go the way that you plan them to go. And it's really hard to pull yourself out of thinking like everything is just fucked basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all guilty of that. So like, we're not on here telling you like that, Oh, we never have those problems or we don't have to like you, you just make this mindset shift. And then like, it's there forever. Like you have to constantly work at these things. Yeah. And I think like, that's probably why we're talking about it today, right? Is because it's just another thing that is not your quick fix, right? It's not yeah. something that's, it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not a quick fix Ba-dum. to like, 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 ding, so we need the bell. <laughs> <laughs> we're not like, we're not going to have 
you know, you're not going to listen to this episode probably. And then like tomorrow be like, wow, suddenly I'm not worrying about anything ever again. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. That way. But continuing to remind yourself of these steps and like walk through these processes, um, it does make a difference and it has made a difference for me. So um, that's what I'm hoping to do there. But yeah, we can use, uh, we can swap and do number four as like kind of a lead off that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And one last thing before we get into that next one is just like also remembering like just not dwelling negatively on like mistakes as well. And I think that that's something I want to touch on because like, again, like we want to be able to, we want to reflect, there's a difference between dwelling and reflecting, right? Like we want to reflect on past mistakes and figure out, okay, like what went wrong? What could, how could I have handled the situation differently? How can I grow and learn from this versus negatively dwelling on it and saying, you're so stupid. Like, why did you do that? You shouldn't have done that. And like, being so negative with yourself and mean to yourself because of those things, right? Like there's a difference between those two. So just kind of thinking about that. Yeah. And that kind of goes hand in hand too, with just like, as well as like doing that to yourself, but also like putting yourself into this, like, oh, well, these kind of things always happen to me. And now I'm like a victim and I'm like stuck inside that mentality where like, oh, I fucked this up. I'm always a fuck up. Like everything is going to be messed up. Like I can't succeed. Like you're, that's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. Do you want to get into number three? Yeah. Yeah. So right before we hopped on, we were talking about which ones we want to talk to about. And I had said that this is actually um, a tool that I learned in therapy. Uh, mm-hmm. We love therapy. And because like I said, I am a chronic uh, worrier and what if So yeah. um, a lot of us love to play the worst case scenario game. Um, and actually there's, there's two ways to go about this. So I'll give a little fun one first that if anyone is familiar with the TV show, This Is Us, they, the character Randall in there plays this game with his family because he has severe anxiety mm-hmm. and he can't help himself from coming up with the worst case scenario. And so him and his wife play this game where they play like the extreme worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. So they're like, what's the absolute worst thing that could happen? And it could be like, oh, I could like not get this job. And they're like, no, the worst thing that would happen is be like, you don't get this job. You never get another job ever again. You're homeless and our family can't eat. Like they go through mm-hmm. like this and it, it's like almost becomes so ridiculous that you're not worrying. And then whatever thing you were worried about, see, you realize that's actually not the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. And there's like, kind of like, just like a comedy in that. Um, and I really like that. And that's actually what sparked this conversation with my therapist is I was telling her about this episode. Cause I was like, maybe I should play this game myself. Yeah. And he was like, I actually think it's really, um, bad advice for people to try to tell you like not to play the what if game at all like she was like that's because Mm -hmm. you're just you're going to and she was like and also like you should give yourself space to exhaust and like bring out and like put in front of you all of those fears that you do have because otherwise you're going to bottle them up and they're going to internalize and that's going to be what your brain is doing anyways so instead of being like don't play the what if game which is like often here she's like you have to play the game fair you have to play Mm -hmm. the game even So what basically that strategy was for me is I often already, when I would like journal my feelings and stuff, I was writing out all these things like, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? And it's like all bad. Right. So I had to start making with scenarios, making a list, like a T-chart basically. Mm -hmm. And it was a list of all of those things that were like, what if this happens that were bad, that were usually what comes to your brain. But on the other side, I had to write all of the things that are what ifs, like basically the, what if we've all seen like the little quote and it's like, but what if it works out? Right. And it's like, you don't have to be that cheesy about it even though like, but it's like, you can take it and flip it. So it's, you know, like, what if I don't get this job? Okay. Well, first of all, simply what if you do? Yeah. Um, 
but like, what if you don't get this job because the next one you apply for is your dream job? Like, Mm -hmm. what if you don't get this job? Because then if you take it, you miss the other opportunity, like, you know, things like that. It's like, what if I invest in this coach and I fuck it up and I fail and I waste all my money. So you just never get on the call. Well, what if you invest in this coach and you get the results you've been wanting? Like, what if that happens? (laughs) You know, like we, that is just because if we're going to play that game, like Kara said, most things are not in our control. Some things are, but if we are looking at the plausibility of this thing happening, it is equally as possible that the other thing can happen. I love so that. why not play both sides? And when you do that, especially you've given yourself the space to acknowledge that those fears you have are very real mm-hmm. and that it's okay to be afraid of all those things that could go wrong. And you've gotten that out, but then you're ending on a note of all the things that could go right. And then you're looking at this list. And if you're going to look at the one side and be like, yeah, but that just seems so ridiculous. Or that seems so impossible. You have to look at it and it's even right there with the thing that you think is so possible. And the only thing often that changes the outcome of that list is your attitude about it, honestly, So true. effort that you're going to put in. So like, yes, just investing in the coach doesn't get your results if you don't do the things, but if you are so afraid of the what if on the left side and don't ever do it, it's not going to happen either. Right. So either way, worst case, you're in the same boat and you're saying like, oh, well then I lost money and didn't do it. But like, you're guaranteeing it's not going to happen if you don't take the risk because of the. Exactly. And I think it's so like, I love that shift so much is just like, you know, if you're going to play the what if game, you have to play both sides, like constantly reminding yourself about that. And I think it's also just training our brain to see like, the other positive outcome that could come out of the situation. Like I was listening to a podcast the other day and I, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was like talking about how we have like this crazy amount of thoughts every single day. And I think it was over like 70% of them at least were negative. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we are constantly looking for the negative. We're constantly looking for what if this bad thing happens to me? And like, how am I going to handle this bad thing? And like, oh, like it's always doom and gloom. Right. And if we're going to do that, just like Kylie said, we have to give ourselves the opportunity to see the good and to see the positive in what could come out of the situation. So I absolutely love that. I think that's such a, that's such a tangible takeaway from this episode. Did you know that thing that you just mentioned is like, there's that, that's actually like how our brains are wired for a reason. I actually read about this in this psychology book. That's Um, crazy. So basically it is because, so that's again, where I'm saying like this shit takes work. Like it, because our brains are, it's a survival mechanism from basically like caveman times. If you go back as far, like a survival instinct is to, you're basically, you're always prepared for the worst thing, or you're always thinking about the negative because that keeps you aware of like a threat. Like it's like, it's to be mm-hmm. able to like, mm-hmm. prepare yourself. But like, that is one of those things that hasn't really like adapted into our more like quote unquote safe world now, yep. but our brains are, you know, they develop and change, but basically I'm not using all the formal words for this clearly, but like, that's the concept of it is our brains are literally wired to always think negatively first because it's like, it's a safety mechanism. And that's one thing that again, like Hannah always talks to us about too, is like, you know, most things that we do in these scenarios, are you trying to keep yourself safe? Like, exactly. So you can't, it's, it's not something to hate on for yourself, but acknowledging that and being like, okay, this is my brain's instinct. It's not true. Mm -hmm. This is not. And that's a powerful exercise too actually that I got from her that's something else you guys can take away is like what do I know to be true and like how many things that that I'm worried about like have 
what is the, what's the evidence for those things? Yep. Um, that's something that's powerful to use. Um, I know we're kind of all over the place here, but that is a, what's new? Um, what's new? That is, and that's I think really to me. Yeah. We've talked about that a little bit before as well. in another episode is mm-hmm. kind of making that, okay. Like, you know, finding the truth in these situations, like looking at the things that we're telling ourselves versus like the truth. Right. So, and like making a T chart and like writing down those things on each side, super, yeah. super helpful. So I love that. So that was our third mental shift. Number four is letting go of the judgment that you hold toward others and toward yourself as well. Um, and the first part of this, I think really is I'm just going to be real with you. Like, I think people are much happier when they're just not mean and they're not worrying about what other people are doing or judging what other people are doing either, because I just genuinely will never understand like the judgment of others and what others are deciding to do with their lives or, you know, anything of that sort when it has nothing to do with you and you are not involved at all. And I think that that's just really important. Like that's pretty, that's a pretty elementary shift to make, but honestly, a lot of people need to hear that because there are a lot of judgmental people in our world and not saying it's you, our listeners, but on the flip side of that, remembering that like we judge ourselves so heavily oftentimes because we're scared of what other people think of us. Like imagine if we didn't have all of these opinions of other people, we probably wouldn't care nearly as much about what we're doing or what it looks like we're doing to other people or what we're wearing or whatever it may be, or what we look like, or, you know, any of like the surface things, or also even like our beliefs or whatever it may be. Right. Again, like Mm -hmm. we judge ourselves the most heavily because we're scared of other, of the opinions of other people. Right. But just remembering also that like, there are some people out there who really, really judge heavily, but you know, the thing is, is that there's also people out there who don't care nearly as much as you think that they do. Um, so I think that there's a fine line there, but just really understanding that, like, you have to be a part of that change. Like you have to stop judging other people so that you can also stop feeling as judged yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, I think you, I love the way you put that where it's like, we often judge ourselves because of other people's judgments or because of that comparison yeah. um, game that you play. Yep. And I think that, man, this is, this was one of my biggest struggles for a very long time. And mm-hmm. I, I still do. I think we all, I don't know if it, I mean, okay. I definitely know some people that come to mind immediately that don't care what people think at all. But yeah. um, <laughs> like if, if you break it down, most people on some level, even those people that seem that way probably have something that, yeah, you know, we're human. Um, but there is, there's a point where it can really control your life. And I used to really be that way. Um, it really, I was kind of raised that way that it's like really mattered what the outside perspective looked like and what people thought. And it's like, if it, you, you, I didn't even really realize that I, that I was doing it and it can be pretty crippling, um, and really change the way that you're like going about like your goals, even and the things that you want. Like, I mean, I've talked to clients, potential clients who like haven't started something like this because they didn't want other people to know they were working with a trainer, which is like, it's like, what? Yep. Like, like yep. you're going to get judged for doing something to better yourself. Like, mm-hmm. or I've had clients that I've worked with that have asked like to not be shared and stuff like that. Not because of like their bodies or anything, but because they don't like, they're like, don't tag me. I don't want anyone to know I'm doing this. And I'm yep. like, that's so sad to me. Like, because you're doing this thing to better yourself 
and you feel ashamed about it because someone somewhere made you feel judged or because you're judging yourself based on what you think those people are going to say. And I think, I mean, I know you've said this, this has been one of my biggest shifts over the last few years has been really stepping out of that. And like I said, I still carry some of it, but I care a whole hell of a lot less than I used to what people think. And I'm having a lot more fun Yeah, (laughs) and I'm doing a lot more, I'm taking a lot more risks and I speak out about a lot more things than I ever used to. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that's come as a side effect of that is improving my circles. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, genuinely what matters is that you can, you know, lay your head on your pillow at the end of the day and say, did I do what made me happy today? Like, did I do what made me better and what made me grow? Right. And it's just so, so important to understand that, you know, whenever we are like letting go of those judgments from other people, genuinely, we are just so much of a better version of ourselves. Like there are some times when I feel like even who I am as a person, like I am very, I'm very type A. I'm very homebody. I'm very like, I just like to chill and be alone and do my thing. And like, there are definitely times where I have felt like I would judge myself because I'm scared of other people's judgments when I don't want to go out and party or I don't want to go do something or like, I'm really structured with things or I'm not as go with the flow, whatever it may be. But honestly, like that's who I am. And like, that's the lane that I move in and that's okay. There's no need to judge myself for that because like, if I was moving in a different lane, like super type B and like always on the go and everything like that, I wouldn't be happy. And I wouldn't be like living out like what feels best for me, you know? And a lot of times again, like I used to judge myself so heavily because of that. Like whenever I would say no to like, you know, like drinking or doing something like that, I would start to feel Mm -hmm. like these feelings of like shame and guilt and being like, well, like, am I just like not being fun? Like, am I just like a bad friend? Like, but realistically I was just thinking all these things that like, I was scared other people were thinking of me, you know? Yeah, dude. I had, I had this very like eye-opening experience with this around this time last year, actually, Mm -hmm. I went to Austin last February, that magical place does what it does to me. And I got back from there and had this conversation with my um, last partner about this concept of people in like feeling like we need to be inside of a box, like that we like need to fit in a box. And like, basically what you were saying just made me think of that because you and I have a lot in common in a lot of those realms and also are very different in some of those realms. And a lot of that though, I was pretty much, I've never really been, like I said, like much of like a loner person, like of Mm -hmm. wanting to like spend that much time, you know, I'm very extroverted as most people know, but I had all those other things about being a type A and like all those things, especially through my bodybuilding journey with like, you know, you know, taking time to not drink and like do all those things. And I had some people in my life that made me feel like that was not okay as well. Um, and, but like, I realized I was actually being that way often because I was afraid to be this other part because I didn't think those two things could coexist. And that was a really big thing for me and moving into realizing like, Oh, it doesn't matter. Like I was so afraid of like, okay, I have to either be like this, like type a, everything is together. And like, you're like a go to bed at 9 PM person and Mm -hmm. like all of this stuff, or I can be this person that's like going to a hippie festival. Like I can't do both of those things. And if I do, people aren't going to take me as seriously 
in mm -hmm. my job or in fitness or whatever else. But if I go full on to this other thing, you know, and I stay all in my job and stuff, then I'm not fun and I'm boring and yep. I'm all of this. And like, I was constantly in this like battle with myself of like, who the fuck am I? Like, what do I like? And I finally over really this last few months, I've been like, I am just, I am both of those things. Yeah. I can successfully run a business and like stay in like a lifestyle athletic environment and still go out and like have occasional drinks and I can go to festivals and I can like do things like that. And I can travel back to back like a crazy person. And then, you know, take two months and not leave my house. Like I can, I can do both. And yes. I think that I couldn't get to that place where I like feel more like me than I have in a really long time. If I didn't let go of that perceived judgment from other people mm -hmm. and it still comes in sometimes. Um, I talked to uh, our girl Macy about this. Uh, Macy Boyd now, I guess, not Macintosh anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, because she she gets she's a pretty large following, like we talked about, and um, she gets in her Q and As and stuff all the time. There's always people kind of like passing judgment because like each weekend she'll show like her and her like husband now go out to eat or like she goes to like the Tin Roof here in Nashville. Like it's always in her story. Like and goes out and like has drinks and people are just like how are you a fitness account? That's like going out every single weekend and stuff like that. And she was like, you don't like, see what, what the full 24 hours of every day of my life looks like. Exactly. Like, this is like, this, like you I can, can have, you can do both. Yeah. And I think I'm so glad that you brought that up because you can have all of these different parts of yourself. And that's something that I, I would say like this past year is something that I was able to fully embrace as well and not feel guilt and shame about, like, feel like I am the person who like, I can be a hermit in my home and just like chill and do what I want to do. But also if I want to go out and have drinks with friends, if I want to go on multiple trips, if I want to, you know, like go out and like smash a burger and fries and some ice cream and do all of these different things. And like all of these things that maybe aren't perceived as like a quote unquote, what a fitness person would do. I can still do those things because again, it also comes down to our identity and who we identify as. And I have honestly stopped identifying myself solely as, oh, I'm the dietitian Kara. I'm the coach Kara because I'm so much more than that. And that ties into everything that you're kind of like telling yourself. Like for so long, I was telling myself, well, I'm just a fitness person. I'm just a coach, blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm also, you know, a daughter, a girlfriend, a best friend, all of these different things and all of these different parts of me that require different activities and like, you know, different, different things in my life that I like to do. So that's so important. Like you can have all of these different parts and all of these different parts can coincide with each other for yeah, sure. We, we both struggled with that a lot, like for so sure. much. I, and that's, I, I love that we both kind of came into what feels the most right for us at, or at least last year. Like, of course it was at the same time, of course, yep, of course. Um, but, but like, you know, that's, that's how I felt. We talked about this a lot and I've talked about this on here is it was like, my identity was wrapped up in being a bodybuilder, a coach and mm -hmm. a girlfriend. And like, I was really like, these are the only three hats I fit. And I, you know, once you didn't have, like, if you take that away, it was like, I, you know, I remember, I, I feel like I talked about it on here. I know that I've broken down to you about it. Where I was like, I don't really know who I am without yeah. those things. And, and I didn't like that. And now I don't feel like that anymore. And yeah. it's because I had to really allow myself to fit into all these different places. But literally that big piece of that was having to let go to just bring that back of other people's judgment and judgment to myself. That was probably where, oh, honestly, other people, you know, I said, there's people, she has so like Macy has such a following that like that happens, but like there's not that many people that probably were going to give a shit. Like, no. you know, there's, there's it's always more a hater us. somewhere. Welcome to TikTok. Like there's haters everywhere. Yeah. But like, you know, yeah. it's, 
it's, it's that pressure that I was putting on myself. And I know you've put on yourself yeah. like, Oh, well, I'm going to be judged as like this fitness coach, like, you know, or I'm going to be judged as this bodybuilder. Or I'm going to be judged as this like, you know, free spirit or whatever it is. And then it keeps you from doing those things you actually want to do. Yeah. And we don't got time for that anymore. We don't get time for that. <laughs> Hell no. So I love that so much. And that was mental shift number four. And so our last and fifth mental shift for y'all, which is again, a pretty elementary one, but this is just practicing gratitude every single day, like the littlest thing. So something for me personally that I do every day is I write down three things that I'm grateful for as soon as I wake up and three things that I'm grateful for whenever I'm going to bed. And something else that really helps me to practice gratitude, even in the days that I like don't even feel like really anything exciting happens or like maybe nothing like super great happened or whatever. It may be something that really helps me is to write down the really small things that brought me joy that day. So like I might write down, you know, like being able to chat with Kylie before the podcast or, you know, last night I like put on some like easy hits radio and I was like cooking and making my dinner and that just like made me happy. And I wrote that down. And like those little things, like reflecting on those little things throughout your day and being grateful for those really does just help to put you in like just this more, you know, vibrant mood and just like a happier mindset overall. I'm a really, really big advocate of just practicing gratitude daily. Yeah. And I've recently realized that that can look in so many different ways, kind of like what you were saying, but like I, I was for a while doing the writing them down thing and I'd like to get back to it. But lately have I just like, honestly, I've just been living in pure chaos. I'm not going to lie to anyone. So I've had a lot going on (laughs) and I am just not really, um, I'm I'm more like doing like bulk journaling now. Like when I have a lot to brain dump, I'm just using it that way rather than a daily practice. But something I've noticed I've been doing that helps a lot is for me, um, especially just this makes sense for me as a person, but my daily gratitude practice is like, I just like let somebody know that I'm grateful for them. Even yeah. like, and that's like a positive thing. Like I, you know, Kara and I are, are so lame. Like I literally feel like I text, we text each other all the time. Just like, I love you. Like, I always, you. Like, always I the SpongeBob and, memes. <laughs> yeah. Like, and like, I'll do that. I was just talking to some, a friend of mine at the coffee shop about this yesterday. Like I was just like, you know, I was sitting in there and I was kind of having a rough morning and I was just like, I'm really glad you guys are here today. It's making my day a lot better. And like, you know, just like acknowledging that. And also like, it feels good to like make somebody else feel good. Too. It feels so good. That's yeah. like another little like bonus hack is like, I've been on one with just like complimenting strangers. Like I yeah. told like four girls yesterday that their outfits were fire at this coffee shop. Cause everybody was just fucking fly in East Nashville yesterday. I don't know what was going on on this Thursday. Or I love what that. Is today? What is today? Yesterday was Monday, oh not Thursday. <laughs> it's cause it's cause today feels like Friday for me. All right, y'all. <laughs> cause I, cause I, <laughs> all right. And thank you for listening. <laughs> dude you know so you know you know that I leave tomorrow so it feels I like know I know I um, know I'm just giving you a hard time but um yeah like I was just you know every, everybody anyways everybody was that's even more crazy like why was everybody looking so fly on a Monday, on Monday. I'm, I'm, yeah I'm here for it but just like giving somebody a compliment can bring like you in such a better mental space like mm-hmm. and we don't first of all women just don't compliment women enough so I love doing that yeah but um, to circle back to that, like just to express gratitude in any way, like to just tell someone you're thankful for them or to like, just say something out loud, mm-hmm. even to yourself. Like it doesn't always have to be writing yeah. it down. Like, you know, sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm just like, you know, after I've like yesterday, I did cardio for the first time in months. And I, cause I just felt like it. I don't know. Oh, sorry. Yeah, proud of you. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. He knew. Um, cause we don't do things without telling our coaches around here. Yes. Um, 
but I, you know, was just like not getting a lot of steps and stuff. So I did an elliptical session and I got down and I looked in the mirror and I was like, I'm grateful that I could do that. Like yeah. <laughs> I haven't done cardio in so long. And it was just this simple thing. And I like, it sucked so bad. Like, and then I like said that and all of a sudden I was like, I really enjoyed that because I just had said that I was yeah. grateful I could do it. It literally changed the way I felt. Like I spent 30 minutes feeling like I was dying yeah. and was like, I hate this. I don't know why I wanted to do this. And then I got done and I was like, I'm really grateful that I could do that today. And then I was like, I should do it again tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that. And I, yeah. yeah, I think that just expressing it in so many different ways. And that's one of my favorite things too. It's just like sending a, you know, a friend or a family member that I haven't talked to in a minute, like just sending them a little text and saying like, Hey, I'm grateful for you. Or like, I hope you have a great day, whatever it may be just like expressing, you know, your gratitude for not only the things that you have in your life, but the people that you have in your life as well. Because honestly, we are so blessed to be where we're at currently and have what we do have. And I just think it's, it's a really, really important way to, you know, just really uplift your day. Kylie uplifts. Kylie uplifts. (laughs) Karen Kylie Uh, uplifts. I love that. that, That's our future collab. Karen Kylie uplifts. (laughs) Functional, functional uplifting. What did we say it was going to be? A fun- it was that it. Functional, functional com- function. It was functional confidence. Functional confidence. That's what it was. Coming soon, twenty twenty three. No. Coming soon to a coaching place Space. near you. <laughs> I don't know. We clearly haven't ironed out the details, guys. Yeah, we clearly yeah. haven't ironed out anything, honestly, ever. We just come on I here hope, and talk I hope to you. We get like a lot of DMs now about like, are, oh, are you guys joining forces? One day, one <laughs> Maybe day. someday. One day. Though. It'll be me that caves first. I'm just going to be like, you know what? <laughs> just because you. you are, I I am type A like you, but you're like another level of type A compared to me. And so I feel like it would just, it would just, it would be you that like takes the force. It would like make just, sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny, dude. As a fun fact, if anyone is really into uh, Enneagrams, like, uh, oh, so yeah. I recently found, I, this is a whole side tangent, sorry guys, but I ran recently realized I've always been a six, but I was recently retyped as a six wing seven, which makes way more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, Kara's a one. Mm-hmm. And if anyone is bored and would like to Google the dynamics between one and six, when we looked it up, it's oh like, it, first of all, we're soulmates, but secondly, it is, it describes our like working really, not only our friendship, but like our working relationship to a T so. and it's so funny. So if you just read that, it's enough of a business proposal to me. So 1000%. 1000%. Right. I love right. it. Well, honestly, I think that this was an amazing conversation. And I think that there were a lot of really great nuggets here that you guys can take with you and just some tangible things to, to be able to make those mental shifts and just really create a more positive environment, create a more successful environment for yourself. And yeah. Do you have anything else to add here, Kai? I don't think so. I just hope that I really, I actually, like, I didn't really know how I was going to, uh, how this episode was going to unfold. And I feel like it was really, really good. I feel like yes. it was valuable. I feel like it was a nice, like vulnerable look at some things that we don't always talk about. And mm-hmm. I've been really on the mental health train lately for people. So I really hope that this is beneficial to anyone that paid least attention to it outside of fitness or not. So, um, I'm really excited that we decided to do this one and I hope you guys are too. Yeah, definitely. Well, y'all, if this resonated with you, please go ahead and leave us that five-star rating and review, especially because it's our one-year anniversary. And go ahead and tag us, myself, Kylie, and Not Your Quick Fix Podcast on your socials. Share us on your stories. And we hope that y'all have a great rest of your week. And we will chat with y'all soon.